Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to episode 50 of the WP Builds podcast. We're slowly approaching a year, aren't we? This episode is entitled Getting More Sales with Chris Mason from WooCurve. It was published on the 2nd of November 2017. My name's Nathan Wrigley from Picture and Word, a small web development agency based in the north of England, and I'll be joined later by Chris Mason, as I've just said. So stick around and find out what WooCurve is. I'll give you a bit of a clue. It's something to do with WooCommerce. As always, a little bit of housekeeping. If you could share the uh, episode by clicking the buttons on the wpbuilds.com website, the buttons underneath the player itself. If you could leave a review on iTunes by clicking the iTunes button, that would be great. A five-star review would obviously be better than a one-star review. Um, You can join our Facebook group by going to wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook or forward slash subscribe to sign up to the newsletter or forward slash advertise if you want to advertise on the podcast. There's also a competition running at the moment. Um, We're still running the WP Fomify competition, which we started last week to win um, a a lifetime license for that uh, product, as mentioned last week. It's really great. Go over to wpbuilds.com forward slash win. Now, also, we've been given um, the opportunity to have four lifetime licenses for Handsome Checkout. So that's four lifetime licenses for Handsome Checkout, which is a WordPress plugin um, created by Chris Mason, who you're going to hear from in a moment. And he's also offering a fifth bonus lifetime license for the person that shares it the most on social media. So five, I suppose, really, is the number of licenses he's going to be giving away. So that's really, really tremendous. Anyway, moving on, let's find out a little bit more about what's in the news this week. So the first one is what's new in Gutenberg, and this is, you know, the more or less weekly uh, Gutenberg news item. Um, This week's release has focused on the writing experience, reducing the visual uh, weight of blocks, improving the behavior of keyboard interactions, moving the block toolbar to a dock position at the top of the interface, and other little tweaks to to the design, which cumulatively should have a significant effect on the editor feeling. Now, I actually just literally read that from the make.wordpress.org website site go and find out Um, it's a big release this one so if you've been playing with it there's an awful lot uh, of goodness in there on the WPMU Dev website, um, it's all about GDPR, this one. It's about the, the new general data protection regulation, which is coming into force next year, and about how you've got to take this seriously. Whether in the, whether you're in the US, Africa, or, the, or Europe, this stuff is going to matter. I know that, for, that there are ways of sort of mitigating the impact that this has on you, but there is still an awful lot that needs to be done. There was a lady at WordCamp in Manchester uh, this weekend where I went and met um, a few people who talked about this and, and it, it's serious stuff you know don't just gloss over this this is your responsibility and you do need to take this fairly seriously so go and have um, a bit of a bit of a read about that and like I say take it seriously because very soon your clients are going to need to know this stuff it's basically all about um, retaining data um, and what you're doing with that data and who you need to inform and making audits and all of that kind of stuff but the data doesn't just have to be the name or the address or the email it could be a, a little thing like the IP address it still matters 
Okay, so moving on, this is from the WordFriends blog, and this is just utterly fascinating. The So it turns out that now hackers are installing cryptocurrency mining, um, <laughs> cryptocurrency mining scripts onto people's infected WordPress websites. Now, if you're trying to mine Bitcoin through JavaScript, you're not going to get very far. So instead, they're trying to mine something called Monero, M-O-N-E-R-O, which um, doesn't have the how should we how should we say it's not it's not made more difficult and you don't need tons of cpu to mine this stuff so they've shifted from bitcoin to monero and they're infecting websites so that they can basically make money out of your cpu go and have a look it's fascinating what the human mind can come up with <laughs> okay and lastly um, the results of the 2017 wordpress user survey are not guaranteed to be published says the wp tavern um, WordCamp US is coming up and traditionally that's been the time when this survey, the information gained in it, has been released. But uh, over the last couple of years it hasn't been and the the WP Tavern blog is basically saying, I wonder if it's going to be released. You know, basically if people have filled it out, why not release it? Why are they keeping the information secret? Is there something they don't want to tell us? Uh, okay, we'll find out in the next few weeks. Okay, moving on then. So we have Chris Mason from WooCurve. Now WooCurve is a plugin which kind of hijacks your WooCommerce cart. And instead of just marching them through the usual steps, it adds some additional features which may, um, may very well increase the productivity of your WordPress website. So here he comes, Chris Mason from WooCurve. And don't forget, he's got a competition at wpbuilds.com forward slash win. I hope that you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the WP Builds podcast. I'm Nathan Wrigley. Hi there. And I'm joined today by two people, the normal person who is David Wormsley. Hi, David. Hello. And this week we have a guest, which is Chris Mason. Hi there, Chris. Hey, hey. Chris is um, joining us from Nashville um, in Tennessee. Have I got that right? Is my geography any good? That's right. Yeah, Great. Nashville, Tennessee. Great. Um, I have actually been to Nashville many, many years ago, but um, let's cool. we're, we're not. It's not a podcast about Nashville, so let's <laughs> let's let's segue quickly <laughs> to talk about you and what you do. The reason we've got um, Chris on this week is because he has uh, an innovative plugin that various people, uh, various of our listeners, may very well be interested in, especially. If you are a heavy user or a user of WooCommerce, because that's what Chris's plugin hooks into. Um, I confess until a few weeks ago, I hadn't heard about this plugin. And I can't even tell you in all honesty how it came onto my radar, but it did. Um, and whenever um, something like this comes up, I'm always keen to get people on to talk about it. And this one's not been going for a very, very long time. So great to have, have you on, Chris, right at the beginning. Um, and it's called WooCurve, and it can be found at WooCurve, W-O-O-C-U-R-V-E.com. And Chris, I guess my first question to you is, do you want to just tell us very, very briefly, what does WooCurve do? What problem does it solve? Um, all of those kind of basic questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so WooCurve is is the, uh, I guess you call it the, the parent company, and we have we have two uh, two products under that. So the the first one, uh, the one that probably came onto your radar is one-click upsells, and um, that that is one uh, product that 
allows you to offer these special one-time offers uh, after somebody makes an initial purchase on your WooCommerce store, and they don't have to re-enter their credit card information. So you can you can actually build out a uh, you know traditional marketing funnel with upsells and, and downsells, and it's product specific, so um, you can make different offers. Um, uh, bundle things, discount products, um, digital products, whatever you want to sell, is um, part of this uh, this WooCommerce funnel. And then the other product we have, um, it's 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 newer. It's called Handsome Checkout, and uh, what it does is it gives you an, a really simple, easy way to create uh, and, and put up really nice, beautiful-looking checkout pages. Um, and we have a, a handful of templates you can put up. But in, in WooCommerce, um, it's not so easy just to switch out your checkout page. Um, and WooCommerce users will understand that. And, and so we made it really simple to do that per product. But then we also make it simple if you want to replace the default store that comes with WooCommerce, uh, which uh, prior to our product, you really had to hire a, a developer. And so now you can... Um, you know, have your developers spend time on some other things in your business. So uh, those are the two products we have. The, the, the problem that we solved that, that you asked um, is we focus on helping WooCommerce stores uh, increase their average order value. Uh, and we focus on increasing conversions. And so what we want, um, what we tell people who come into our world is uh, we want to be known for having uh, the most uh, profitable, successful WooCommerce stores on the planet. Like the, those are the the kind of uh, if, if that's if that resonates with with a WooCommerce user, like we want you in our universe and we want to help you even if you don't buy our stuff. You know, so we're writing content, we're teaching a lot about marketing and um, and and how to increase conversions. It's applicable um, to to anyone anybody running uh, a business or a store online. Yeah, right. Well, <clears throat> thanks. That was a really good nice nice beefy definition of what you do. That's great. I think you're right. I came across you um, through one click upsells for WooCommerce. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, I I'm sort of segueing slightly. Is is this are you would you class yourself as a WordPress developer? Are you um, an internet marketer who's hired developers to do this, or have you done all the coding yourself? Um, yeah, how how did you get these these two products, or or one, or both? I don't know. Uh, how did you get them sure. built? Um, yeah, I, I am not a uh, developer, um, and I so so my background is in is in marketing, um, and uh, specifically I. Uh, my my mentor um, is uh, is someone who introduced me to the world of uh, direct response marketing uh, a few years ago, and I just I fell in love with that particular approach um, to marketing because it uh, is very it, it is very me measurable. Uh, there you know there's there's marketing that that is more or less just kind of you know brand building. Um, I call it you know billboard marketing you put a billboard up and you don't you don't really know uh, if your if your ad is performing or not I suppose there are some ways but the thing I liked about direct response is that um, that every every dollar you spend on marketing is, is tracked and um, so I, I like the accountability um, so so the way that I teamed up with uh, the person who's now my business partner in WooCurve is 
I was working with a client um, and he had a WooCommerce store and I had never worked with WooCommerce before, but I was helping him build out his funnel and um, quickly came to realize that I, that I could not offer a one-click upsell, uh, which when what I do is, is essential um, to building out a profitable funnel, um, whether it's evergreen or just a one-time promotion. So long story short, I, I went on this quest to find the solution and couldn't find it. And I, I um, kept seeing this guy pop up in the different forums that I was searching and um, he mentioned that he might be interested in building it. And so I just reached out and I actually had him build it uh, for me, for my client. And when I, when I saw it, I was like, you know, I, I know that other people are, are going to be interested in this. And so I, I asked him if he wanted to team up and he could write code and support the, the plugin. And, and I would handle, uh, you know, doing the, the marketing and the, the sales and, kind of be the, the, the face of the company. And that was, that, that was really a little over a year ago when we first met and, and got our first, uh, beta customers. And then, uh, in January of 2017 is when we started, uh, being more intentional about telling a, a, a broader, the broader market about it. Um, so in order for us to understand this a little bit better, um, there's this, so we've got the typical WooCommerce checkout procedure, which, when you came to it and, and were exploring this with your client, who was the reason this plugin got built, um, you must have found something lacking in it. And that, that thing that's lacking is these OTO, these one-time offers. Um, do you want to explain, I'm guessing that most people do know, but briefly, do you want to explain what it is, what a one-time offer is, and, and how does it fit into the overall flow of a, of a, of a well, it's not a normal WooCommerce um, checkout, but how does it fit into a, a checkout procedure, these one-time offers? Yeah, um, so maybe the best way to uh, explain that is to just if we take like a hypothetical where um, like a lot of our customers, for example, are in the, the health space. So they're selling uh, supplements or, you know, weight loss programs or that kind of thing. And um, so a, a funnel, uh, a, a way that would work for somebody if, if that was your business was, would be if you, uh, if you sell say a, a 90 day program, uh, for fitness, exercise, weight loss, and that, you know, that's kind of your front end core offer. Well, when somebody purchases that, you know, a little bit about them based on what they purchased, uh, and you, you should know a little bit about your, your target market. And, and so then the opportunity exists for you to look at your other products um, and, and position them to that, that person who's just spent money with you. Um, and their, their, trust, their trust is never higher in you um, when, is when they click that buy button. So their, their trust level is super high. And then it's a perfect opportunity for you to come in and, and say, um, you know, we know you just bought this weight loss program. Uh, a lot of our customers... Uh, who buy this, uh, they're also interested in maybe getting some one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, with one of our health coaches. And, you know, we normally charge uh, $500 for a month, um, but because you're a new customer or because you just took this action, we're going to discount it at 50% or 25%. And you won't see this offer anywhere else but on this page. And if you leave this page, um, the offer goes away. And, um, and so we give them the option, you know, they can click the, 
you know, yes, I want to take advantage or they can just simply say, you know, no, I'm not interested right now. And then it either will, they'll either go to a, um, the thank you page or, um, you could actually do what's called a downsell if somebody says no. Um, you know, so if, if you get, if you offered them 25% off, um, you could come back and try and offer a bigger discount or, um, you could say, well, I know you're not interested in group coaching or, or one-on-one coaching, but we do have this membership community and it's, you know, it's 10 bucks a month and, um, you know, we'll give you the first month free if you, uh, take us up on this offer now. So, so that would be considered a downsell, which technically you could use that same downsell offer for another upsell. Um, so whether somebody in, in, inside of our tool, it's kind of like a, a logic base. If somebody says yes, they go here. If somebody says no, they go here and you, you can, uh, you can kind of, uh, it's almost like choose your own adventure kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, but, but you, but you decide it for your, for your customer, uh, going through that and, um, you know, how you position your upsells are, is very important, um, in terms of how, uh, how well they're going to convert. But, but basically that, that would be, um, the, uh, a, a typical flow you would see in, in that type of business with a, uh, with, with one-time offers being kind of stacked after, um, after they make an initial purchase. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's really well described. Thank you. So what I'm imagining then is a flow where I've browsed on a, a shop. I've decided what I want to buy, a Woo- WooCommerce store. I've decided what I want to buy. My uh, cart is full. I go to the checkout and I, I'm, I'm entering my credit card details and my address and so on and so forth. And at the point where I click the buy button, um, normally that process would take place and I would, you know, go to the thank you page and we'd be done. So you hijack the the transaction at that moment. I'm guessing that the, the credit card details are not processed until you've gone through your one-time offers. Is that right? Uh, no, almost. You're almost right. So we, we actually do go ahead and process the first purchase. So the okay. first purchase goes through. Uh, so, so even if, um, you know, they, they're expecting to see the thank you page. Um, and so it can be a little jarring and that, and that's why I say, you know, how you enter, uh, present that first offer is really important because one of the first things you want to do is let them know that, that everything's okay. Like you want to let them know that, yeah. um, they just made a great decision, confirm their previous purchase and quickly tell them why they're seeing this page. Um, so, so all those all those little things that it happens in in like two seconds, um, but but if all you do is uh, just show your product and you know add this to your cart, no thanks. Like it, it's not going to make any sense. So yeah. Um, but uh, but but yeah, we we do come in at at that point. But if they if they just close out the page and they're like, I'm not interested in this, the the first order still goes through, and then they also get their order confirmation email. Um, that, that comes through uh, as well. So, um, yeah, we, I, we don't. Yeah. Well, I was going to say in in a sort of t- in a because I'm on the internet all day. I'm quite and because I browse around products. You know, I don't know how to describe it. I I, I am on emailing lists, shall we say, from a lot of internet marketers, and this whole mm-hmm. one-time offer thing has become very familiar to me. You know, in in fact, I've come to expect it. You know, from certain lists and certain. Um, people, I'm expecting if I buy something, well, really, that's a fraction of what I'm going to end up paying because really the product is is on the one-time offers and so on and so forth. But I, I'm guessing that there's a proportion of people who are just 
unfamiliar with this process. You know, they're used to shopping on Amazon. You click the button, you're done. You know, and although they will try during the whole process to upsell things and da-da-da, you, you, you're done when you click the, the buy now button and that whole process is over. Um, do you have a, a lot of, um, you know, people that use the product, do, do they come back to you and say, you know, we're, we're suffering from this because they're, they're not expecting this, they don't like these kind of offers coming in this way, they would rather just be done? Or is it generally becoming more normal and more widely accepted? Well, the we haven't had that feedback, mm. but and and the cool the cool thing about you know when you're when you're making these offers post purchase, um, it, it, it as long as um, you know, and I, I can probably guess some of the the internet marketers that whose list that you're on, and yeah. you know, some people <laughs> give some folks give marketing a a, a bad name. Um, so I, I I totally get. Um, Maybe I'm detecting some uh, reservation or, or something in your in your voice, but I um, I, I think that that uh, what is what is important, like I was saying before, of, is how you introduce the the upsell. But the other the other piece is um, it it doesn't get in the way of them making their initial yeah. purchase. You know, so um, whereas you know Amazon, you mentioned. Um, and, and it, it doesn't bother me, but yeah, you're going to see, uh, before you even get to the checkout page, well, customers also bought this and customers bought yeah. that. And would you like yeah, to yeah. add this to get free shipping? Uh, that doesn't bother me, but the, the nice thing about a one click upsell is that it doesn't change anything, um, pre-purchase. It all happens after, uh, so, so my point is it's not going to keep people from their normal buying activity. Mm. Um, the, the worst that, that it could do would be, um, you know, it could cost you some, some trust points if you're not intentional about taking care of your customer yep. once, once you see, you know, do their one-time offer. And, and at that point, it's not really a, a question of the, the tool. It's, it's more about your particular approach to, mm. um, to, to how you do your marketing. And, and yeah, I think, I think I've been uh, burned a few times in the past where, um, especially with software um, that that I've bought, where you don't get a tangible thing, do you? You're not actually holding a product or anything like that at the end. Right. I've had situations where I've bought something, and actually, you realise that the true value of the thing that you've bought is is in the one-time offer, and so you sort of feel. A, I have felt a little bit like, oh, Stinks. really, boy? You know, really? Oh, boy, the thing that I thought I was getting is actually now being revealed to me. Um, mm. Whereas I thought I was getting it first, but I think you're right. If you if you've already bought the thing and that that deal's done and dusted, and you present it in such a way that okay, that's over. Here's a here's another thing that feels that feels really normal to me, um, and, and yeah. I don't see why people wouldn't respond well to that. But like you say, you've got to avoid that moment of jarring, like oh, what's happened? Where did that purchase go? Make it clear you've bought this. It's all safe. It's done. You'll get an email in a minute. Um, and so on and so forth. Yeah, cool. That's great. Yeah, well, you you just you just said something really important. Um, that so so we we have a uh, a checklist that we um, we give out to new customers. I mean, it's available on our site, but it's just a, an upsell checklist. I mean, anybody can can grab it. But one of the um, filters that we we recommend you run your upsells through at, is it needs to be a product that stands on its own yeah so it, it needs to be a product that you could sell 
and it exists. It's not dependent on anything else. Yeah. You don't want the first thing that somebody bought um, to be dependent on the upsell. Yeah. And I think the example that we give in that in that document is, you know, if you if you go and you buy a car and the upsell is the engine to the car. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's it just uh, you know, don't do that. Like, yeah. But uh, it can be complimentary and explain you know why they're seeing it, but. But they they need to be their own products that can stand on their own two feet. Hmm. And and because we're so familiar, you know, like you say on Amazon and what have you, we are so familiar with seeing things. Um, you know, you're looking at this. Have you thought about this? It might be in the sidebar or something like that. What is it about that moment where you've already purchased? What? Why that moment? Why is that moment such a great opportunity to get people to to upsell or or downsell or whatever? Well. Um, at that point, some somebody has officially become a a customer, and um, you know, I mean, even if um, it, it could be it's their first purchase, or maybe they were an existing customer before. But at that point, uh, somebody has made the decision to to part with money uh, and give it to you in exchange for something else. So the the entire like mental makeup of of where that person is. Is is different on the other side of the buy button yep. than than when they're still, um, you know, they're thinking about, am I going to have it shipped here to my office? Am I, uh, do I want to add something else so that I can get free shipping? Like they're still in the contemplation, but on the other side of the buy button, they've made a decision, and um, they they have a decent level of trust yeah, that's in the you, word. yeah, yeah, in yeah. you that they're you know giving you personal information. So, um, and there's also this, um, there, there's this great book, um, that, uh, it's not a business book, but it, it's called, uh, meet your happy chemicals. And it's all <laughs> about the, it's all about the chemicals in the brain. And one of those chemicals is dopamine. And, um, uh, she actually talks about, you know, when we make purchasing decisions, uh, you hear about, you know, people who are addicted to like shopping and just buying stuff. Um, it's this chemical dopamine that just feels awesome. And, um, hmm. and, and so there, you actually have this, this feel good moment when you're, when you're buying something. And, um, you know, my, my position is if you truly have something that, that solves a real problem, uh, for your target market, then you, you really have an obligation to, to, to help them as much as you can, um, by making it easy, uh, for them to, to, to go even deeper in a relationship with with you and your business, and a one click upsell it works so great because there's zero friction. Uh, they don't have to do anything else. They can make their decision. They can click yes, no. They can close the page. Um, so you, it, it doesn't get any easier um, than 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 that. And it's at it's at one of the best moments um, to to make an offer. Yeah, I can, I can, I'm, I'm totally understanding what's going on um, here. And I'm, I'm also in my mind, I'm trying to build that page, what that thank you, what the first one time offer page would look like. And I'm, I'm trying to think where I would put the, you know, the decline button and where you would put the, the, the here's the receipt and look, be, be confident that you've bought the thing that you've bought. That's all safe. And I'm trying to decide where those things would go. 
um, I can imagine that, that that's a real that, that's a real dilemma for your customers. You know, how, how much do you want to push the new thing over informing them of the safety of what they've already bought? And how big do you make the decline things? And how big do you make it? It's just it'd be fascinating to yeah, you're right. put these things together. I'm going to pause for a minute and hand over to David to ask a few questions, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's just, I mean, I'm thinking I, I ran a small e-commerce site and I was thinking this probably would work for me, but I'm also aware, and this is what fascinates me, is that recently, I think probably for the first time I'd actually seen this kind of upsell where I'd actually bought something and then the, the page came up and I don't think that's ever happened to me before. And it was actually quite a good experience. It worked. And I'm not going to reveal who it was because you've no indication that this offer is out there until you've bought the product and it was you could buy the the software that i bought uh, for lifetime by adding some extra money to it and it kind of worked in my case you know I, I i definitely went ahead and bought it and i thought yeah that's one great use but sorry this is not much of a question but the i was thinking of my business which used to be a greeting cards uh, shop a very small one but it had return customers and i thought how would i use something like this for them because i perhaps wouldn't want any hidden offers and i probably wouldn't want to drop the prices on any of the things that i'd initially offered so i wondered if you thought there were mm -hmm. some businesses where it works better for um i mean i my thought is like i think there's always going to be opportunity there's always like little pockets of hidden gold mines in any business i mean even even if you just have one product uh there's always opportunities to partner with um, with somebody else who has another product, and you can license their product and make that part of your your upsell. Um, all with the focus of you know you have something that that would really help my my customers, and um, I don't have to build it. And so there there's opportunities like that. There's also um, you know there like when you said greeting card mm. business, um, I thought. Well, that would, I don't know much about that market, but the first question I had was like, I wonder if there would be um, an opportunity to upsell into like a continuity program um, where, mm -hmm. you know, if you have, if you have repeat customers and you know, your the lifetime value of, of a customer and, you know, maybe in a year they, they spend, um, you know, I don't know, $50 with you, um, you know, could you get them into a, a $10 or $5 a month uh, club where, you know, every month they get something, something special that that market would care about. It allows you to increase, possibly increase your lifetime uh, value of your customer. And, uh, and you, even a, uh, like a community might even make sense. Um, just kind of speaking off the cuff, but that was one of the first things I, I thought of uh, when you mentioned the greeting card. Yeah, and you just led on really to, I guess, my next question, which would be, how would I, is there any way in your system to be able to sort of identify someone? So could I sort of set it so a customer buying for the third time would get an offer or would it always have to be that first purchase? Oh, yeah, it's a great question. Um, we we don't have that in the system. No, it's in the way we have it now is it's based on the, the product. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, the upsell is tied to the product. Um, if you wanted to do that kind of segmentation, um, then, then I 
think the the way that you would do that is you would first have to identify that that segment on your list and you know set them aside you know, tag them in your CRM and um, and then you know set up either an automation or just kind of a regular uh, promotion that goes out to them of a specific product and and even even if it's almost like a duplicate product uh, that's not in your store uh, but but then you could tie this upsell to that product um, if, if that if that makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, it's uh, I'm talking with my hands that you can't see, but it's it's awesome. It's very clear over here. <laughs> well, actually, you, I mean, <laughs> you did give me a great idea, actually. With the, the card shop, there was another product that people occasionally asked for, which wouldn't look right on the site. And that was when it was Christmas time. They wanted Christmas wrapping paper and wondered if we did that. Mm. And we could have added that. And we wouldn't have wanted that on the site. It would have distracted, we'd have felt. So, yeah, there is always something. Yeah, you've just proved that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the holidays, like you got Black Friday coming up. Like there's mm -hmm. always uh, there's always some kind of something. Uh, there's always a reason to um, that, that, that we can find as business owners. I see on your site that it says that you could you're looking at sort of a sort of twenty percent increase in sales for mm -hmm. something like this up sales up to I think maybe forty four percent or something you said that sort of range. do you do you know what kind of type of ups upsells do better than others? Is that um, I'd say the, the the short answer is uh, just immediately is I, I don't actually i'm I'm trying to think of our customers. Um, and you were reading some of the testimonials there um, that, that folks had mm -hmm. just shared their um, their results with us. Um, you know, I think um, that you you can do some things in e-commerce that you can't do in in other businesses. Uh, for example, um, you know, typically in an upsell, like in uh, just normal like internet marketing if I'm doing a course or something like that uh, and you don't want your upsell to be more of the same but in mm -hmm. e-commerce you actually can do more of the same upsell and that that's one of the easiest uh, ways to get started so if, if somebody buys a, a, a bottle of vitamins um, a, a natural uh, upsell would be here buy three more bottles at a discount um, mm -hmm. you know to, so you you can you can do those types of upsells in e-commerce that you can't, uh, that you wouldn't do in, in other spaces. Um, so your question was the best. Um, I don't know the best, but I, I know that the, the easiest way to get started is just offering more of the same if it makes, if it makes sense. Yes, yes, it does. I mean, back to the greeting cards one, that was one where I thought this where it might be quite tricky to do something like um, offer the cards at a lower amount because if that's a returning customer a regular customer that would be quite difficult because in a way we would set that there's a different price for those cards as they were all the same price you know across the mm -hmm. whole site yeah right so, no so i was just i was wondering what kind of offers might you know the, the rather than the lowering of the price whether the the completely different offer which of course you gave me an example that that yeah, I, I like it. I must admit, I haven't seen much of this. We see all the other kinds of marketing, but I, I haven't personally encountered only, only this one occasion where where the offers come in exactly at the point where I bought. Yeah, it's um, it, it's 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 pretty. I mean, it's been around just in marketing for 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 decades. I mean, if you even think of, but even pre-internet, when you would. 
um, you see those commercials <clears throat> for you know only two payments in 1995 or something like that. When you when you call those numbers um, and place your order, uh, the the job of that person on the phone is then uh, going to be to to try and, and sell you more um, of either. Uh, typically, a lot of times you would see like publishers do this where. They, they've got like a monthly newsletter that they want you to a print newsletter they want you to subscribe to and um, it's yeah. it's a uh, you, you sign it for a year for like 20 bucks but then the way they make their money is like every newsletter comes with a bunch of different offers and advertisements kind of baked in so they make money on the back end and so the the model is has been around for a long long time um, but but yeah d- uh, applying it we we can kind of do some some cool things online, I guess that uh, the folks uh, previous uh, generations of marketers weren't able to do. Yeah, I, I wondered if you'd thought at all about I don't know if this is the right term for it, but joining the the WooCommerce marketplace. So the plugin was advertised through um, through Woo themes or or automatic as it is now. Has that been a yeah. route for you? Oh yeah, I mean, I've I've talked to um, those folks. Their their marketplace is currently uh, closed oh. to new to new submissions, and um, I think they'll I think they'll reopen it uh, again. But but yeah, we just um, we weren't able to uh, to get in. But you're absolutely right. We'd we'd love to um, to be a part of that. I mean, our we do our pricing uh, differently too. So I don't know if that would end up being a um, uh, a, a hindrance. So most people in the marketplace, they they sell a license for one, five, or twenty-five sites, and then um, you, you you buy the thing. And then uh, if you want to have support on that, uh, you 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 pay like an annual fee for support. And um, what what we did instead is we just we, everything that we do comes with support and and updates, and we charge a lower uh, monthly or annual price. So it's, it's more of like a, a subscription kind of SaaS model yeah. that we do for pricing. Oh yes. I forget about that. Their pricing is different. Do you, uh, I mean, I wonder if you had a thought on this, just what we're talking about, uh, the WooCommerce marketplace, they just recently changed their terms where they dropped the, the discount that they had on renewals and maybe two questions in there. One, do you, do you have a, a discount at all on renewals? And um, so we, I mean, with, with our, uh, with our pricing, um, you know, as, as long as you, uh, keep your subscription up to date, um, mm-hmm. you know, paying the, the monthly or, you know, when your, when your annual renewal comes up, sure. um, then, uh, then, then you're, then you're good. Like you get to keep using the product, but, uh, you know, we, we've been in business, officially kind of less less than a year now so we haven't had people come back on their annual uh mm-hmm. renewal but uh but you know if somebody misses a, a monthly payment uh, we'll reach out to them and check and make sure everything's okay and a lot of times you just need to update the the credit card but um that's uh so, so we haven't had a huge problem yet but i'm, I'm sure as we grow um yeah I, I think that's just part of uh part of any subscription business yeah, there doesn't seem to be that much actually. That's conversion focused on, on the WooCommerce marketplace. Not that I've I've noticed. I mean, there obviously are some things. There's things which will email your customers, you know, follow up email and that, but nothing along these lines. 
Um, do you have any plans at all to to build more conversion focused plugins? Are there still? Do you think there are still sort of gaps in in what WooCommerce does? Yeah. So we're. I mean, we're working on um, something right now. And what we're. So I mentioned Handsome Checkout, and mm -hmm. it's it's gotten a lot of really good feedback. It's still it's still new. Um, it, it's not in beta, but it, it's still new, and that and that product is going uh, to we're it's going to be getting better and better. But one of the features that we have in Handsome Checkout is um, is what's called an order bump, where um, on your checkout page, and and this would be you know pre um, b before you click the buy button, so it's it'd be a little box that um, that somebody could add an item at a discount to their uh to their cart or to their their purchase just by checking the box um and so you can make an offer that way and it's um that feature we're actually building as a, as its own little um little plugin that we're going to uh to put out so if somebody you know they they don't want to go with handsome checkout but they they still want to have the option to do an order bump on their checkout page um then, then, then we're going to offer that as well. So it's kind of like carving off or splintering off a, a piece of our our uh, our product uh, that we can put at a lower price point and um, and get more uh, serve, serve a a broader market of WooCommerce. So that that's the that's the one that we're working on wow. right now. Um, that's coming out. The other. Um, we do have a couple other ones that we're that we're working on uh, that are focused on customer service, um, just based on some of the the feedback we've gotten from our, or not feedback, but um, problems that we've uncovered with our some of our bigger stores who use our, you know, people who are doing um, uh, eight, nine, ten million mm -hmm. in revenue. They they have a different set of problems, um, and and so customers who are doing that. Their their requests into support have have largely been around like customer service issues and how they get somebody on the phone. Um, the uh, the the ability to easily like uh, go into somebody's r record inside of WooCommerce and add uh, just quickly like add an order uh, to their account is cumbersome. So so we actually have a product that we just built that we're testing um, with. Uh, with the person, with, well, with two of our customers, um, to see if if it solves their problem or if it's uh, if it causes more more problems. So that's mm -hmm. that that that's and that's really how we built one click upsells too. Is we mm -hmm. we we build something that uh, that's kind of buggy, and uh, we get it out quickly, and and then we just we want to get immediate feedback and know. You know, does it stink or does it have potential? And so that we're doing that now with uh, like this add to order feature for customer service teams. Yeah, there the, the, does seem to be a gap there. You used to have problems as well when when clients had problems with their accounts as well. You know, that used to be that whole process was time consuming trying to trying to get to log in and sort things out for their order as well. It was always right. It's felt there's, there's plenty of you know room for improvement in that. Um, I just wondered if you would. Uh, I, I know that Nathan's uh, run some Magenta shops. I wondered if you looked at other platforms or whether they are better generally at. Uh, 
conversion, whether it's just a weakness that you see in, in WooCommerce or whether there's other platforms that you could convert to? Uh, yeah, so we, uh, Magento, I, I'm not, um, I don't have really any experience in, inside of Magento. I, I, I hear um, that it's, that it's a little difficult inside of uh, like to set up a Magento store, but um, that's that that may just be gossip. I have no idea. Shopify, no, it really is. <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, Shopify though um, is uh, I, I actually think Shopify is a, a, a great platform, um, and I know several people who run stores on it, and um, you know they're uh, th- that's that's we're not looking to go into the Shopify space right now. We we think there's plenty, um, there, there's plenty of people that we can help for for WooCommerce, and um, you know we like the WooCommerce community, the kind of the openness of it, and um, we've we've just made some really good contacts in there. Uh, we do have people who are are leaving Shopify and coming uh, over to WooCommerce who find us, um, and so that is a trend that that I've that I've noticed that a lot of our, our customers, um, we, I, we've actually had several customers who come to WooCommerce after they find our one click upsells, mm. uh, product. And, um, and, and that's been kind of cool to, to see, but, but yeah, Shopify and Magento are the, the two, um, that mm. I know. I think big, big commerce is the other one, um, that, that I hear a lot about, but I, uh, again, similar to Magento, I, I don't know much, much about it. I think WooCommerce is a good place to be in that the the data is pointing to the fact that WooCommerce is is eating up e-commerce. You know, Shopify is without a doubt a brilliant platform from everything that I've heard. Um, but I think if you're going to be doing what you're doing and creating plugins which bolt in and add extra functionality, I would say uh, WordPress is a great place to be because the the, the barrier to entry is so low. Um, anybody really can set up a WooCommerce store with minimal amounts of experience. Whereas, like you say, something like Magento is fabulously hard. And it seems to me really kind of enterprise level stuff seems to go on Magento. And um, and, and it could be your, your mom and dad's store, you know, um, working with WooCommerce. And so I think things like your plugin, amongst all the other host of plugins, um, add real value um, to everything that WooCommerce can offer. Is it hard... In WooCommerce, though, because it's so successful and there are so many things which attach to it and so many plugins, have you found it hard to get noticed? Uh, yes, actually. Mm. Um, that That's still a, a challenge. Uh, you know, so like if you're, if you're going to buy, buy traffic or, you know, run an ad on Facebook, initially I was trying to target, you know, Woo, WooCommerce, the WooCommerce market, and... Um, What's interesting is it, 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 it that wasn't working for me. It still has not worked. So it's like finding uh, finding the right uh, market or the right method or medium to 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 get in front of people who run WooCommerce stores has been a bit of a, a challenge. And so I broadened that to um, to try and get to know and connect with the WordPress community. It's a little broader, um, and and that has proven to be a um, at, at this point at least uh, to be the better way to uh, to go. So getting active and um, oh and well, there have been Facebook groups that 
that I've been able to um, to get involved with. And, uh, you know, when I, I obviously don't go in there and like, hey, buy my stuff. But, <laughs> um, just, yeah. just getting to know uh, different WooCommerce Facebook groups is um, has proven to be beneficial. But in terms of like just targeting on ad platforms, I found that um, if you're going to target WooCommerce, it, it doesn't work. You've, mm. you've actually got to find um, some kind of layer inside of WooCommerce uh, that, um, that 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 is going to work, whether it's like somebody who is also interested in, um, you know, Tim Ferriss or uh, the, so. So just targeting WooCommerce is not enough. And I haven't found that that concoction, I guess, yet of who um, who my people going to be yeah i mean it's funny because although i just said that wordpress is you know easy enough for your mom and dad to run their store it, it, it still isn't really you, essentially it feels to me like your market is is people like me who build wordpress websites because it's it i, I would imagine it's quite a small percentage of your customers that are going to just be somebody who's installed wordpress for the first time and is just having a go at e-commerce more likely it's going to be some right. developer or website builder who's familiar with WordPress and, and has, has finally decided that, you know, the customer needs this solution. And so it feels maybe our audience, actually, the WP Builds audience, amongst other audiences like ours, is the perfect place. So, so hey, here you are. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, we do. Um, I mean, I do have a, a lot of customers um, with both handsome and one click upsells that they, um, they're the customer, but they actually provide, uh, their service provider Yeah, and, uh, they, they come to us because I mean, right now, the other thing I didn't mention is that, um, with, with our pricing, we actually let you use the, uh, the, the, the plugins on any site that you own. Um, so it's, it's not, you know, well, that's with one-click upsells. Actually, I do. We did. We did just change uh, on handsome checkout. But with one-click upsells, for example, um, <clears throat> you know, you you could have that up and running um, on ten different sites mm. for for the same the same price uh, as as one site. And so, we do have several people coming uh, that they they purchase this for their clients, and and we'll change that eventually. But um, but but right now, it's mm. uh, it works for. Advantage and it just lowers the barrier. Yep. Of entry. Yeah, I'm looking at the price yeah. now, and currently at the date that we're recording this podcast, the um, the one click upsells. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's if you pay on a monthly basis, um, you're going to be paying thirty seven dollars. Whereas if you pay uh, annually, it works out at twenty five dollars. So basically, you're saving yourself twelve yeah. twelve dollars a month by paying annually. But you get it on an unlimited number of sites. So certainly if you're big into WooCommerce, that could well work out as a, as a fairly affordable fairly affordable thing to have. David, any more yeah. questions? No, I think I'm done. That was great. Yeah, Craig, any more answers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. I um I don't think so. Did you call me Craig? I did call I did. you Craig. I'm sorry, Chris. You're Chris, not Craig. <laughs> we could, couldn't let that one go yeah no you're right <laughs> not Sorry the first that. time it's happened either That's I am fine. Natalie by the way <laughs> fantastic <laughs> thank you um, hopefully uh, on the back of this you'll um, receive a little bit of um, interest if you if you do reach out to uh, Chris, <laughs> then um, yeah, I, I hope uh, I hope Chris manages to get some you know sales and, and and fame and notoriety and all of that from this 
Um, certainly it looks like an interesting solution. If, if I get myself into WooCommerce a little bit more, I'll be exploring whatever it is that you're doing. Um, where, do you, where can we find you online? Um, not only for your products, but do you, know, do you have a Twitter handle and things like that? Yeah, I, I do, but I'm not active on, on oh, Twitter, okay. so it wouldn't um, be beneficial. But really, I mean, um, yeah, WooCurve.com is the place. And then, um, you know, Chris at WooCurve.com is my email address and um, love to connect with anybody here. And I'll send you over. Um, I mentioned the, the upsell checklist and I'll, I'll send you over a couple other things if you want to share that with your audience and, and link link below if they're interested in seeing that sure that'd be uh, great yeah we we put a set of show notes together where we sort of summarize what we've talked about today in the show notes and so that can certainly be added that's great um okay if that's if that's us done i'll say thanks one more time to chris um at this point we always fade in some horrible music just because we like to <laughs> irritate our listeners so it's fading in really dreadful diabolical music um and i'm going to say goodbye from me nathan wrigley and goodbye from me, David Wormsley. And Chris. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Hey, See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.